eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with Chris Mack and Josh Taylor. Welcome back in fourth down in the Steel City. Be sure to subscribe or follow the podcast in whatever app you use to get your podcast. If you're in your Odyssey app, which by the way, it's free. Why don't you have it yet? A-U-D-A-C-Y. Go to those three little dots up there in the corner, tap them, and then tap follow to make sure you're getting notified as soon as new episodes. See, see where Josh is pointing? It's up there. Just look up, 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 yeah, up there and tap follow. You'll get notified as soon as new episodes are available. Uh, you can do the same in whatever app you use to get your podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You know how to follow your favorite stuff. Make sure you follow Fourth Down in the Steel City or just go to YouTube, the 93.7 The Fan Channel, and hit that little notification bell and you'll get notified every, that's below. The, the, the other stuff was up, that's down. Um, and you'll get notified as soon as new episodes are available. You can watch the show there can see these lovely faces as well as hear these lovely voices. All right, Josh, we, we talked about it a little bit. The chess pieces are out on the board now. Uh, let's put ourselves in Kyle Shanahan's shoes and ask ourselves first on the offensive side of the ball. We got, just got done talking about the edge rushers the Steelers have available. We know the soft spots may still be in the middle of the defense. We're not sure about Holcomb and Roberts and Alexander. Not quite sure about the rotation at safety and Keanu Neal and Devontae KZ. I mean, I look at it and I see that much like Sterling Bennett just told us from 95-7 the game in San Francisco, the soft spot to attack is the middle of the field. And I'm going to attack that middle of the field, attack those inside linebackers, force Minka Fitzpatrick maybe to come down into the box, some to help out in coverage. And then from there, I'm going to pass to set up the run. Now I'm going to have the opportunity once I've loosened things up and I've got linebackers dropping maybe a step early because they want to get ahead of things. And I've got safeties maybe focusing on George Kittle or focusing on Debo Samuel crossing the formation. Well, that's when I just start handing it off to Christian McCaffrey. And maybe I've only got seven in the box to work against and I've got confused backers and safeties. This is something that's worried me since I was up at training camp is the communication between these backers and safeties especially when you're rotating the, the cast, the personnel, as frequently as they may be. I talked about KZ and Neil at safety. We're talking about, we don't know who, right? Shannon Sullivan, maybe Pat Pete moving inside at Nickelback. We're talking about Roberts, 
uh, Holcomb, Alexander at inside linebacker, all rotating in there. All of a sudden you turn around and maybe you haven't seen this particular look with that particular guy who's standing next to you. And that's when things can start to go haywire. That's if I were Kyle Shanahan, how I would attack the Steelers defense. There's one really critical question that San Francisco was going to have to answer before I think anything else comes into play. And that is, will George Kittle play? Yeah, That's got to be your, your main question. And if I'm the Steelers defense, I'm not changing anything in my game plan until I see him on the sidelines, not wearing a uniform. Yeah. Until I see that, I assume he is playing, and I assume my game plan is going to account for him because you're absolutely right. If Kittle plays, which I honestly expect him to, yeah. if he plays, the middle of the field is pretty much his oyster. And you're right. Everything else can funnel from there. However, even if he does not play, it becomes a situation where maybe you kind of turn this on his ear. You might have to be a little bit more conventional. You might have to run the ball to set up the pass. But here's the sticking point. You got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Kyle Juszczyk is the guy blocking for him. But, oh, yeah, that guy split out wide. He could run the ball, too. And he actually likes running into people. Debo Samuel is not wired like the average wide receiver. Remember, Pittsburgh fans, we had a guy here who wasn't wired like the average wide receiver. And he liked hitting people, too. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Debo Samuel was Heinz Ward, but they might have a little bit of a similar philosophy. They both like contact. And Debo Samuel will get the ball out of the backfield, and he can be a factor in the run game. So now you got two guys that can really be a problem in the run game in McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you can also split them both wide. So now it becomes a pick your poison. Who are you keying on? Who are you trying to stop? So we can talk about Kittle all we want, but once you get off Kittle, you still got to deal with these other two guys. So even if he is not available – to take up the middle of the field, the run game might account for taking up the middle of the field and giving you opportunities for a Brandon Ayuk to beat you deep because, oh, yeah, by the way, he's really capable of doing that. And if I'm Brandon Ayuk, sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm still here. Right. You know, I, you're talking about the other guys, but I'm still here too. I can play too. And sometimes that's kind of something that gets lost in the shuffle. Same thing with Elijah Mitchell. He's like, hey, I can run the ball. Like, what about me? Like, I'm here. So technically, you got three guys that can hurt you in the run game. So, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at whether or not Kittle plays, but even if he doesn't, you got to be ready to stop the run. And your question was about you know the the alignment in the back half of the defense. My question is the alignment in the front half. Can they be good and consistent at stopping the run game? They improved last year, and that's great. Keanu Benton's on up front on this unit now, and that is also great. But can they improve at stopping the run? Because that's one of Terrell Austin's major major sticking points as a defensive coordinator. He wants to be able to challenge quarterbacks and get after them in the pass rush. But a key element to that is stopping the run first and forcing teams to become one dimensional. And if you can't do that, it becomes a problem. Yeah, that's I, I'm going to the first I think the first guy we all keep an eye on on Sunday morning as it turns into Sunday afternoon, like you said, is George Kittle. Is he in there and is he dressed? Is he active? Is he actually running routes uh, from there? Obviously, it goes to Christian McCaffrey because. You, I want to see how are they utilizing, and even if Kittle's not available, how are they using McCaffrey? Where are they lining him up? Uh, what are they asking him to do? You know, what kind of run plays are they using? Are they trying to get him outside on these zone stretch, you know, zone read stretch type plays? Or are they simply saying, 
we know you may be soft in the middle. We know you've got a rookie like Benton. We know you've got Ogan Joby and then a bunch of dudes, right? Montrevious Adams and guys, right? Uh, we're still not sure about the Marvin Leal. If I'm the Niners, you're right. That does feed in. That funnels into the idea, well, let's run to set up the pass. Um, but that's the thing is both of those strategies work if you're Kyle Shannon. Yeah. I, I, especially if yeah. Kittle's healthy. Even if Kittle's not healthy, great. I'll move Ayuk and Samuel all over the formation. I'll bring McCaffrey out of the backfield. I'll line him up in the slot. I can still attack go. the middle of the field and pass to go. set up the run. So, yeah, there's a lot to game plan for, and you're right. Um, I think Terrell Austin was asked about it on – I can't keep track of what day it is anymore – Thursday, uh, Thursday morning, and and basically said, uh, if what's our plan? Uh, well, we'd love to have 12 guys out there. That's how that, – <laughs> You know, and, and to a certain extent, that's what they're trying to do when they Frankenstein the strong safety position together or Frankenstein the inside linebacker position together or nickelback. They're kind of using as many strengths to mask as many weaknesses of other guys and, and kind of trying to use 12 people, for lack of a better way to put it. I just don't know if there's any way short of actually putting the 12th guy on the field that you neutralize this Niners off. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, there's only a couple places I know where they get away with that. One is Seattle, and the other one's College Station, Texas. And it probably doesn't work as well as College Station. That's that's a really bad SEC joke. If you know, you know. But to your point, to your point, um, I, I agree with that because it's going to be one of two things. There really is no in-between for me. They're either going to find the alignment between how they're using all these safeties and defensive backs and find that deployment and find that, that comfort zone and they're going to do the same thing with the inside linebackers, and it, it somehow magically works, or it's going to really become a problem. And by week six, week seven, we're like, okay, can they put two linebackers together that work? Can they put you know a, a collection of DBs together that work? And in, in my estimation, it has to be the former. They're going to have to try to find a way to make this work, or teams like Seattle won't be the only ones that exploit it. They won't be the only ones that expose it. There's going to have to be some kind of combination – that works. And I think Greg and I talked about this earlier in the week. You know, I expect the Steelers to come with some kind of, you know, hybrid dime, maybe a big dime with that third safety in there and having KZ with, you know, um, Mika Fitzpatrick and, and maybe somebody else on the field trying to mix these guys around, maybe putting Keanu Neal down the box and KZ deep with Mika Fitzpatrick or finding some kind of alignment where you got maybe six or seven DBs, who knows, maybe even eight DBs in the game trying to find a way to account for everything these guys can do. Because we talked about it. Those three guys, Kittle McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, you have to account for them. You have no choice. And you could get caught up accounting for them. And somebody like Mitchell and I, you can kill you. So there's there's got to be some alignment, some configuration they find out on defense. Because if they don't, it could be a disaster with this offense. Yeah. Let's circle back around and wrap things up talking about uh, something we started the podcast talking about, and that's if you're the Steelers' defense, now that you've got Nick Bosa at your disposal, who knows how many plays he's good to go with, if it's just in passing situations, whatever. You've got all these other weapons on the defensive side of the ball, Hufango, Warner, Greenlaw, 
you, you just run down the list. Wobble, baby, wobble. Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget. He's there now, too. Right. How do you attack Kenny Pickett? I still stand by the idea of I'm taking the run away because I saw how impotent this offense could be at times last year when the run was taken away from them. Now, their quarterback has grown since then. Absolutely. We saw Pickett grow down the second half of last season. And I think we've seen him grow in the preseason as well. But if I'm the Niners, I'm going to say, prove it to me. Prove it to me when the real bullets start to fly. We're actually here. It's the regular season. Let's see if you really have grown the way everybody says you have. I'm taking the run game away. And Kenny, I'm going to ask you to throw 35, 40 times and see if, if, if we can force the offense onto Kenny Pickett's shoulders. I'm San Francisco. I'm, I'm okay walking out of here with a loss in week one, 24 to 17, 24 to 20, because we put it on the kid quarterback, the second year quarterback and said, beat us. And okay, he stepped up to the challenge and beat us. But I didn't let the run game beat me because I, I, I know ultimately this is going to be a low scoring game. This is a game about controlling the clock. I don't want to let the Steelers control the clock. Um, so if I'm the Niners, that's, that's, that's my tactic. It's, it's shut it down with eight in the box and make Pickett beat us over the top. I feel the same way you do, but I'm going to describe it a little bit differently. Because, yes, eventually the guy who is the most affected by it is Kenny Pickett. But if I'm San Francisco, my approach to it is throw everything you can at this offensive line. Yes, they brought in Isaac Sayomalo. He was my wish list guy. During the offseason, I'm like, man, I'd love to get a guy like that. And they did. I'm not denying that part. But San Francisco's got a really good front. And we talked about those linebackers. And we talked about Hufanga, who might be might be one of my top three favorite safeties in the game. I love mm-hmm. what he does. Because that defense, they don't just hit you. They hurt you. We have seen receivers in the second half of games. They catch passes, and they're like, you know what? I'm just going down. I'm not, I'm not taking this anymore. Because you got 11 dudes just trying to kill whoever has the ball. And then the second half of games, they're like, you know what? I give up. There, there was a period, I want to say all but one team that San Francisco faced last year won the following week after playing the 49ers, and it might have been Kansas City. Everybody else, they just physically just bruised. They just yeah. beat them up beat like up. Rocky with the side of beef. So if I'm the 49ers, I'm looking at this offensive line going, I'm throwing every single dart, every single arrow I can at you to see how well you can protect this kid. Because if you can't, We are going to kill him. And they are not kidding when they say that. That's the test for me. Can this offensive line hold up? Dan Moore is going in as the starter. He he outlasted Broderick Jones, a first-round pick, from the team that I call the Roman Reigns of college football. But Dan Moore beat that guy out. And now he's facing Nick Bosa in week one. He's going to have to win that matchup or at least hold his own as best as he can with both arms and both legs. Because if he can't, it becomes a problem. Isaac Sayamalu was probably the one guy I don't worry about. But Mason Cole and James Daniels, they've got their hands uh, hands full in the middle too because we talk about Javon Hargrave being over there. Wobble's pretty good at stopping the run from what I remember during his time here in Pittsburgh. And Eric Armstead is no slouch either. Another yeah. first-round pick they got on that line. So you got a lot of tests up here. And we haven't even talked about what the linebackers and the safety can do if they find themselves in the defensive backfield. So if I'm San Francisco, I'm throwing everything at this offensive line, whether it is run – or pass. I'm going to test you. I'm going to wear you out. I'm going to throw everything at you because you're running back and your quarterback. If you can't do what I'm getting thrown at you and you can't deal with it, it's going to be a long day for those guys. And they're going to look way worse by the end of the game. 
He's Josh Taylor. I'm Chris Matt, Greg Finley producing. This has been the latest episode of Fourth Down in the Steel City. We thank you for subscribing if you already have. We thank you for downloading and listening or watching on YouTube. If you haven't yet, again, subscribe, download, rate, review. We appreciate it. Get you ready for Steelers, Niners, and kickoff of the 2023 NFL season. On tomorrow's episode, Fourth Down in the Steel City, we told you what we think the Niners should do. We'll, we'll be building the Steelers game plan. How do they attack this San Francisco defense that we just lavished praise on in the San Francisco offense with all the weapons at Brock Birdie's disposal? And fourth down in the Steel City pick them. Yes, Josh, Greg, and I will go through and pick all of this weekend's NFL games against the spread. That's all on tomorrow's episode, which, again, you got to make sure to subscribe and follow the podcast so that you get alerted when it's ready. Do that right now inside your Odyssey app. Download it. It's free. Why wouldn't you download the free app? A-U-D-A-C-Y. And we'll do it again tomorrow right here on 4th Down in Steel City.